0: Welcome back to Talking Jesus. John chapter 10, verses 9 through 11. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. everybody. Keep it all clear. I got way too many thoughts. Putting these expectations. Got me feeling stuck. Like, hey, yeah. think I feel it all the time. Hey, yeah. Did I really miss my prime? I don't know how to cope when I'm low. But I know that you're close. That you're close. I've been away, yeah. Losing my faith, yeah. Hope I'm not late. Trying to find grace, yeah. For my mistakes, ay, I need to pray, yeah, pray yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I need to pray. Up to the man, I like I need you to fight for me. When I don't know what I believe, yeah, hey, Why does everybody leave? Show me what it's like to dream. Hey, go universe. Uh. Hey, say it with the chest.
1: guys. I can't sing, but I can talk and I will use that tongue to speak the truth in the name of Jesus Christ. And so here we are today. Lord, here we are today. We come before you, open arms, honestly, humbly. What good is it to say I worship you if I don't know who you are, Lord? So please, 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 please continue to reveal yourself to us. Let our effort toward you not be in vain, but help your work come to fruit, come to full and start to experience it that we would start to experience it, Lord, that we would be close to you and know the intimacy of your relationship, know how to talk to other people about you, know that, know what was truth and what was true about you and what was a lie and what was a lie about you, Lord, and they are very different things. And so we, we walk circumspectly today. We walk carefully in our best attempt to try to honor you and to get to know you for who you are. Lord, we love you and we thank you and it would be nothing without you. So thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Bang, 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 baba bang. All right. I told you guys a little while ago, I've been taking John to the next level. And so that's what we're doing here. We're taking John to the next level. We're starting with verse, I mean, chapter 10. We'll go through most of chapter 10 and chapter 10 is really the most amazing place to be. It was one of the ways that helped me see that God was so much more than just a man for a second or just a ethereal spirit for another second. He was everything, all of the things. He was simple to understand, believe it or not. A lot of times what we do is we we apply all of our worldly knowledge to who Jesus is and what we think a God is and what we think the Big Bang is and what we think creation is. We apply all of our self to that, and so it pollutes the waters and makes it seem untrue. And, that, and that's something that's difficult to do, but Jesus asks us to take up a new life. So we have to lay that first one down, and that also includes the way of thinking, the thoughts, the bad ideas, even the ones that we thought were good and that served us well. A lot of those things need to be laid down for Christ's truth, and that is what our our attempt is. And again, this is why I think that Jesus always spoke this way, was he would confuse people with simplicity. He would speak in such simple terms they couldn't even understand what he was saying half the time, Right. And this leads me to John 10, 10, verse one. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees a wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of the sheep hen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life to take it, only to take it up once again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. The command I received from my father. Now it's like, oh, you roll. Because Jesus says a lot there. And Jesus lays out, I feel, his whole life in those 18 verses. Every, Almost everything that he plans to accomplish, how there will be people working against him or not with him, how this authority comes from his father, and he was designed to be a part of this position as the good shepherd and as the gate. All of these things Jesus is highlighting so much, right? And, and hardly does he say I am God here in the world, wake up, right? Although that's what he's saying, we have to do a little bit more digging to find that, to see that, to to understand what that means. Okay, so let's start from the top here. Verse one, so excited here on Talking Jesus today. We're talking about who God is by telling us who he says he is. And the first thing he says he is in this is, therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate. For the sheep. And so he's talking about being in this safe, protected place to pasture with God. He's talking about a safe, heavenly experience in life, whether it be on earth or in heaven. He's talking about the protection. In fact, it's actually more on earth because there's this potential to go outside of the gate and and be around the wolves and the the thieves and the robbers. So he's talking about the way to get into the pen where safety is, where I, where my needs are met, where I'm lacking no good thing is inside the sheep pen. But yet he says I am the gate. So I am the only acceptable way to get into the sheep pen. I am the only acceptable way to be close to the father. I am the only acceptable way, right? And think about anybody who gets into a sheep pen over the fence. As soon as the person who owns the farm sees them, they'll probably shoot at them and kick them out because they don't belong there. In other words, the only way to be allowed in is to be welcomed in by the gate or through the gate, through the acceptable way. I am. He's verse nine says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. So now he's bringing in more of heaven and and how important it is to be found on the inside of the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and they will come in and go out and find pasture with my leadership. That is the thing, right? So now it's like, okay, do we have this life of freedom with Jesus? Is that what he's, if, is that what he accomplishes for us? Or isn't that what he accomplishes for us? And you could take this verse and say, they will come in and go out and find pasture. It's like, okay, so now that I have Christian freedom, I can go out and do whatever he wants, do whatever I want. But then he goes on. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, acknowledging that there is a thief and he has an intent on your life and it is to steal, to kill and destroy the things that God had planned and purpose for you. I have come that they, and then this is Jesus again saying, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full life within the pen. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. And this is this idea that everyone is going to come to you and try to tell you that they have the way. They have the ability to make you happy. They have the ability to find, take care of your anxiety, to give you a life worth living and fulfillment and money and all of these things. Everyone else knows the way, right? But God says, when you belong to me, you only know my voice. And these other people, they don't even care for you, in fact. He says the hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when things get hairy, when things get tough, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Right? And we sit here and care so much about our jobs and and, and look at that as the only way to keep our family above water and to save. But as soon as something goes bad in the company, people get fired right? The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when, the, he, when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. In other words, he, he has no commitment or obligation to the sheep. And so this part of it is almost like an encouragement to stay out of the world, to, to, don't, to take your loyalty out of the world and to put it in God, to take your energy and your time and effort out of the world and give it to God, because he's actually the only one who cares for you that that term cold world that's a serious that's a true and serious thing then the wolf then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it why right he's not getting away with it with the good shepherd who's willing to lay down his life for his sheep he's getting it from a hired hand a third party uh uh, i don't know this guy but if you trust him i'll go with him kind of guy you know what i mean The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. And then Jesus verse 14 says again, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. So they should be sensitive and have an understanding to me, their heart strings. Yet they haven't even seen me should be pulled when I speak. When I when I use my tongue, my voice, when it leaves my mouth, They should know that it is true because I haven't led them wrong yet. I, in fact, I've laid down my life for them that they might have life themselves and have it to the full. And just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep, he says, I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen and and." We could go on about that, but who knows? Who really knows what that means, right? Only God. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. And so the point is here is that if you are a sheep, if you take this subservient role to the shepherd, then you can understand that this is where I need to get my correction from. This is where I need to follow. I need to follow my shepherd. I need to stay close to my shepherd when I'm out because I've seen him put his life on the line for me when the wolf came so that I might be saved again. He has not let me down. There is no intention of him letting me down because I'm his. I belong to him. He wouldn't disgrace his inheritance. He would not do that. God always promised that Abraham would be a blessing to the nations. And if at very least, there would be a remnant of his people who would carry the promise along. And we are that remnant now being sheep of God. But think about the sheep who strays away from the shepherd. They're as good as dead. They cannot fight against the wolf on their own. They only can do it by the defense of the shepherd and the sheep dogs and the whole squad. Right, whoever it is, he's only talking about a shepherd saying, We only need one thing. We don't need to worry about what resources God has at his hand. He just wants us to believe that it's him who takes care of him, of us, and we shouldn't worry. And we all want to do that, and we all want to get so. Our prayers can get very touchy here and there. Now, this is another thing I'm talking to Jesus here that I want to bring up is our, our prayers can get very limiting to God, right? We think because he can do anything, he can give us a car, right? We think because he can do anything, he can heal us from whatever we're going through, essentially speaking. But God is not limited in any of those ways. And so this is why we always lean on the will of God to be done in our life. And if you put your hope and your heart and your everything into a prayer for a car say, and God doesn't have that in, in the plan. Think about how much people really put on on one thing. They put so much of their understanding, their belief in God on one prayer. And if the one prayer that they thought up on their own had nothing, it was not answered how they thought it should be, when it, when they thought it should be, you know, in the course it should have been in their own eyes then they say, "Oh well, God must not be real. He didn't adhere to my prayer," and that and that's ex- that's not exactly it. If the shepherd saw something else fit, you as a sheep have this role to follow, not to say, "I'm hungry. I'd like to stop here," right? How many times did the Israelites say that to Moses in the desert? Did you take us out this far this far so we could die in the desert, Moses? And he doesn't just beat them upside the head because he should, because they should know their God by now. Um, he tells them the right thing and just tells them to have faith. He has delivered us to this point, although this point is hairy right here. The plan was and the promise was from the beginning that we would be blessed and that we had a land flowing with milk and honey. I don't know about you guys. I didn't like being a slave in Egypt. It sound like you had this slave mentality that you were bringing to your life in shackles, but... Freedom does come from Jesus Christ as long as you follow him. I'm not sure if he said that exactly, but this is kind of what he was saying by saying trust in God and believe the promise that he gave to us. Believe, believe the promise, guys. I don't like it here in the desert where I am, but I believe in God and his decision to take me to a new place. And so this is the question for today, ladies and gentlemen. Do we know the shepherd? Do we believe what the shepherd says to us? Do we abide in the shepherd when it comes down? And further, do we abide in the gate? Within within the gate is where God is, right? On the outside, we don't know what kind of risk we're running. And so this is a call to you who know sheep who do not belong inside the gate. This is for you who have friends who don't know Jesus Christ. They don't know the Good Shepherd. they don't know someone who would lay down their life for them. This is why they, they have these trust issues. they don't have a, a contentment with their life because they don't see anyone going the extra mile for them. Do they see do they see themselves uh, and also to our friends here that we're asking we're saying, do do you know the gate? Do you know that there's a sheep pen? Do you know that there's a gate? Do you believe that you can go in any other way but the gate? This generation has become so obsessed with all of these other things to confuse them. They're, you know, yoga, Buddhism, video games. <laughs> you know, I'm every typical teenager or whatever, you know. Um, they've become so confused and they perverted god's word and they perverted god's image to a point where they don't really even think there's a value in being a part of the sheep pen some of them will say oh fine i'll just go to hell it's like do you not understand what you're bringing on yourself and your family for the next generation not not just one by the way right this can be a snowball of you bringing your family into oblivion hell and you don't see that as a big deal because you only believe with your eyes can see for some reason, although all of our life happens inside of our head, more or less, you know what I mean? Um, and so that that really gets me going. But the question then, or the responsibility to us as sheep who are protected, who belong in the sheep pen and have entered through the gate, is to say this is the only way. There's no one, there's no one else who can bring you life to the fullest. I know this is why I'm so happy. This is why I've changed. There is no one else who can provide for you like God and his unseen hand in the world, being the spirit, being Jesus Christ, being all three in one. And so I need you to come with me. This thing is very hard to explain. And if we sit here and get caught in the weeds all day, we will just get dirty but he is going to clean us off and we're going to spend time with the living God because that is all that was important. It wasn't that you had a broken leg as a sheep. It wasn't that you had been cut a bunch on the outside without knowing the good shepherd. It wasn't that you thought you could hang out in this other sheep pen and things would be good and, and you won't, and then you'd be rejected in this one. No, none of that's true. It's all the only important thing is that we find out that there is one good shepherd and one gate into the single pen, which leads to life. I have, here we go one more time. Let's just get this right here. I have come that they may have life. The purpose of my coming to you, a a lost sheep is that you may have life and not only life, but life to the full. And there's someone listening to this show right now who is not living life to the full because they don't know Jesus Christ. They they've gotten consumed with something in their worldly day to day that was just able to take up enough time to get you through without dwelling on your, you know, sad life. I whatever I don't you know if it's if it's insulting, it's probably because it's true. Um, all of these things have let you down, and that's okay because Jesus says, "I lay down my life for you already." So brothers and sisters, if that's burning, if you're feeling rubbed in a different way, if you're feeling like, oh, wow, this is it's getting hot in here. I need to take this hoodie off. If, it's, if you're starting to sweat a little bit, that's a good thing. And that's conviction. That's how we know God is real. Because although we can't see him, we can feel his reality. And so you have to respond to that reality here today and say, I want to change. I want to go in the right way to the pen that I was designed for. I would belong in. That is the good news is that Jesus died and was resurrected on the third day according to the scriptures, okay? According to the scriptures, baby, according to the truth of the living God. And so one more time before we cut out for the end today, just pray with me, say, Lord, I don't understand this life. Lord, a lot of these things are unclear to me, but in the absence of an understanding of myself, I work and strive to understand you. I know that you have forgiven my sins. I know that you are the truth, the life, and the way. I know that there is no other way into the pen except for you, the gate, led only by you, the good shepherd. And, Lord, I accept it. I lay down my life as an act of my will to get close to you, Lord. You, you, you promise to take up my sin. You promised to take a life that was dead in transgressions. And Lord, I give it to you. I sacrifice it here today on this altar between you and I. It belongs to you. I ask that you would treat it well and lead me on a path to righteousness. I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, thank you for coming out, talking Jesus. That's all I want to do. I want you guys to respond let me hear some more. Where are you? Do you know the good shepherd? Have you tried to get into the pen another way? Have you been bitten by a few wolves on the way? I'd like to know. Talking to Jesus I would always like to know, so I thank you for coming. Please reach out. Talking to Jesus, amen, on Instagram. My name is Eric Arena. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, FacePlace. You can find me at work. I work, and you can also find me at home. I'm at home. Everywhere that I am, you can find me. You can me call, text, I'll, I'll give you my information. The easiest way is definitely talking to Jesus. Amen. Reach out. I look forward to hearing from you. God is good, and He has an abundance for you. Amen.
0: grace runs deep. While I was a slave to sin Jesus died for me Yes, He died